Today on the Callahan Show, well, new rules. We got new rules, and that's a, a nod to my my new my new hero, Bill Maher. Yeah, Bill, Bill and his new rules. Here's the rule. Uh, if you're a uh, host of a game show, you get canceled, you get fired for saying a midget or saying boobies. That's it. You get you get you lose your livelihood. If you're in charge of the US military and you lose a war, uh, you get promoted, you get another ribbon, or maybe you get elected president. We will uh, review yesterday's uh, developments, Joe Biden's pathetic speech uh, to the world where he blamed everybody and uh, talked about his son, Bo, something different. Uh, uh, Facebook is uh, banning, suspending, grieving gold star mothers. If that doesn't outrage you, there's something wrong with you. Uh, Cam Newton, Cam Newton got cut unvaccinated Cam Newton. Was that a factor? We will discuss that and a whole lot more. Today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car? But hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Carano, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, let me see if I have this straight, Carano. You can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but in uh, America today, you can be a uh, general or a cabinet secretary or president, and you could... uh, uh, lose a war to a band, a bunch of seventh uh, century savages, goat herders, terrorists. Uh, you can hand them eighty-five billion in advanced U.S. weaponry. You can give them an embassy. You can give them a, uh, an air base. Uh, you can cost uh, thirteen service heroic service service people, uh, Marines and uh, a Navy corpsman. You can cost them their lives. You can put them in harm's way, get them slaughtered by a suicide bomber. You can have the most embarrassing, humiliating evacuation in U.S. history, and nobody loses a job. Nobody resigns. Nobody gets fired. We don't even think anyone got reprimanded. But if you're a uh, game show host, game show host, you want to know what gets you fired? Tell me what gets you fired. I'll tell you what gets you fired. You say that um, one-piece bathing suits make women look, quote, really frumpy and overweight. And you ask a female co-host, that'd be like me asking you, you know, gender aside, uh, if she would, uh, if she has taken any booby photos booby photos that gets you fired not just as a game show host but as an ep an executive producer this will cost this person millions and i don't care because i don't have any love for michael mike mike richards is it mike richards that's mike richards yeah. mike richards uh he's the uh executive at uh jeopardy who uh, i think kind of forced his way into the role of new host and he's apparently not a very likable guy, which uh, it's fine. You know, some people say I'm not very likable. People, sometimes people aren't likable. I've never heard that. No, no. And I I heard that he you know, lost the gig. And then further, he lost the gig as producer, uh, executive producer of the show and of Wheel of Fortune. I'm guessing this co- it will cost him in the long run 10, 15, 20 million dollars or more. Oh, no if doubt. He, if he became a host of a syndicated show and had a decent run. 
I mean, Judge Judy makes $47 million a year, and she works, I think it's four days a month. She's got the greatest job ever. Um, Michael Richards, Mike Richards, would have had the greatest job ever, except on a podcast that nobody listened to years ago. He said booby photos. Booby photos. I believe he also called someone a midget. I think he did. He, he they, The article didn't say specifically, but used but they some said sort a of slur for little people. Right, yeah, and I yeah. believe dwarf is not a slur anymore. Midget is. I understand, but it used to be uh, widely used. Uh, it only became uh, uh, off limits fairly recently or, or completely. It became a slur that was unacceptable not so long ago. But anyway, it was a podcast. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the leading podcaster in the world, Joe Rogan, uses the C word, which I don't even use in private because my yeah, wife yeah. might hear me and, yeah. and she'll, she'll hit me. You know, she does. I mean, it's like, it's like using the N word. It's just not really acceptable. And, and Joe Rogan uses it and he uses lots of other words and God bless him because I heard the story one time or read it. We talked about it, that he was told <clears throat> he could make, I don't know, X number millions more in advertising if he'd stop using those words. And he said, I don't want to, I like, I like using those words. He swears, he says what he wants and it works and God bless him. But, uh, he said on a daily basis, he says much worse things than Mike Richards said on a podcast that had 17 listeners years ago, he's saying midget and booby photos and don't forget booth slut. What boo? What, what what is a boo slut? Well, I think it's, it's not even those words are okay. Boo yes. and slut are okay. So what? He was just joking about a woman co-host who was who was like doing modeling for a, I think it was a car show or something. So called her a boo slut. Here's here's the way I look at it now. I, I just wait for Friday night, or should I say Saturday morning, when YouTube the YouTube videos are posted of Bill Maher going off because he's the uh, he's now the guy, the voice of reason against. The voice, the, the 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 leader of the opposition against cancel culture, and it works because he used to be a member in good standing of the woke mob, but he's smart enough to recognize that these people are insane, and the idea that that gets you fired costs you millions. And I thought the Chris Harrison thing was insane. He did nothing wrong, cost him millions, cost him a great gig as host of uh, Bachelor, Bachelorette, or one of those shows. I don't even know. I've never seen him, but. He, uh, he, he did nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing. He said we should have some grace and some understanding for someone who was in trouble. And uh, they roasted him and I think replaced him with a black guy, right? That's how it works. Uh, and he's out. But he got a settlement. He got uh, some millions. And, you know, he, he, he rolled over. He just gave up. Uh, didn't fight it. Didn't try to save his job. And, and maybe the money was so good that he just said, you know, I'll walk away with millions and do something else. But this guy, I don't know what Mike Richards does now. Maybe he's okay and he'll find a, a, another job as an executive producer in TV. <clears throat> but I'm going to guess this was a dream to replace Alex Trebek and be the host of that show. I Absolutely. Mean, he, he's not, a, he's not famous. He's not Aaron Rodgers or, you know, uh, uh, LeVar Burton or these other people who got tryouts or Anderson Cooper. He's just a guy who probably loved the show, understood the show, probably really smart. He might be a dink, but uh, I didn't think being a nice guy was a job requirement to host a game show. Well, not only that, cultural norms change, and they right. seem to be changing faster and faster as we have the internet and social media. And so the things that he said then were probably, oh, maybe, you know, through through 
10 years ago lens weren't offensive, but are now. And it's, it really, it's a terrible situation that we're in where we get dinged, we get killed for stuff that we said that was okay 10 years ago. He, he had a, um, this was, uh, by the way, broken by The Ringer. The Ringer, which right. uh, is run by Bill Simmons, former Boston guy uh, who uh, uh, has a history, uh, but uh, here's how it works. And I, I tip my cap to Bill Simmons. He pivoted. He used to be kind of a, a rebel, kind of a, uh, you know, a, a, a contrarian, a, a kind of a fearless critic. He has a history of saying uh, offensive things, but that was a long time ago, much like Howard Stern, the biggest sellout in, in the media history, but for a good reason, for a lot of money. Howard Stern sold out for $50 million a year and, yeah. and three houses worth $50 million each. Uh, Bill Simmons, not dis, not dissimilar, uh, pivoted, uh, it, it apologized for talking about the George Floyd riots with Ryan Rossillo and not with a black person. He, he apologized for having a conversation with a coworker because they were both white. And that's and he apologized and, and kissed up to the New York Times and started hiring, you know, woke people like Jamel Hill. So that's how one that's one way to fend off the mob. And you know, Bill Simmons has an empire. He has millions and millions of dollars. He sold out for a lot of money, and he knows he knows how to keep the wolves away from his door. He kisses the right ass. He ingratiates himself to the right people. What did he say years ago when he was a lowly uh, Boston blogger? Oh, I mean, he he talked about underage girls, tennis players in particular. Oh, yeah, called, like, he talked uh, about uh, the, the, the Venus, uh, the Venus Ven and Serena, Serena the like, Williams sisters, like Amazonian, called like, them Amazons, and I mean, but and which is clearly, uh, it was years ago, kind of like what Mike Richards said. It was years ago, kind of like many of the people who got caught uh, tweeting when they were teenagers, uh, you know, years ago. So, if you're woke enough, if you're liberal enough. You can get away with stuff you did years ago. If you're not, you're canceled. That's the way it works now. It's insane, as Bill Maher points out every week, it's insane that people don't all stand up and say this is wrong. I don't care. If Mike Richards could be the biggest a-hole in the world. I mean, hell, he could be a liberal. I don't know. I don't care. The idea that you are canceled by your employer is outrageous, but what makes it much more outrageous is that so few people seem to care. It's just like, I mean, d d d is Bill Simmons happy that his outfit, The Ringer, what's the woman, the movie? Uh, uh, Amanda Dobbins, I think. Yeah, Amanda Dobbins uh, pounced and got another person canceled. Amanda Dobbins, who mocked the woman of Fox News, including Megyn Kelly, yeah. for dressing provocatively. Yeah, she didn't when, feel bad for them because of the way when Roger <laughs> when Roger Ailes forced himself on them, it was it was Just somehow insanity. you know somehow it was uh, not acceptable. But it wasn't that bad. I mean, let's be honest. Her skirt they was short. They knew what they were doing. I think was they a quote. knew what they were doing. Tight sweater, short skirts. So what if that pig Roger Ailes cornered them and forced himself on them? Amanda Dobbins, Dobbins said, "You know, look how they were dressed." Uh, but she's uh, uh, again a person in good standing with the mob, so she gets to go after Mike Richards. The ringer gets to go after Mike Richards and get him canceled for saying, uh, you'll have to help me out with this one. Yeah, sure. Um, he was accused of discriminating against a model for being pregnant. Um, I, I guess uh, he was sued by this model, Brandy Corcoran. Uh, I guess he, had, he, and his quote was, I fire five models. I mean, I guess he's kind of a tough guy to sure. work for. 
and these are people who work for the company. I don't know if they were on uh, on Wheel of Fortune or what. I fire five models. What are the odds one of them I keep gets pregnant? Right. So that's a criticizing a pregnant model. It's just a comment, by the way. What are the odds? Obviously, you know, you, you have a model, you hire, you employer, you choose her over other models, I guess. She gets pregnant. She needs maternity leave. He's like, damn, what's the odds? The one I keep gets pregnant. That for that, he was sued. Um, I don't know if he settled. He lost the suit, it says in the New York Daily News. He lost the suit that was that resulted from that comment. Man, that is a tough business when you say boobies and you lose millions, or you say midget and you lose millions. He said on a he didn't say it on Wheel of Fortune, by no. the way. He didn't say it on Jeopardy. He said it on a podcast. He said it on a podcast called The Random D-U-M-B Show. That was the intention was it's two dumb guys like having con- or, or friends who've been friends for a long time having dumb conversations, making fun of each other, saying yeah, it sounds like uh, Quantum Week could come back and haunt you. Oh, we tried. I told. Haven't we talked about this? That the Lambley tried to shut us down. Like we almost we almost lost our show because. They didn't like, uh, there was a group of people who didn't like the way that we were talking about Mariah Carey. <laughs> so I, so they, they flocked at us. There was, they gave us like four hundreds of one star reviews. We, we almost lost the show. We were almost like, this isn't What did it. you say about Mariah Carey? I basically said that, well, I said that adult contemporary music is for stupid people. Uh oh! Uh oh! <laughs> I can't believe I, I didn't uh, vet you properly <laughs> no, you uh, when not. when I gave you this gig. I didn't know you said something that offensive. But it wasn't. It, you know, it was. I was making a joke. I mean, it's it's usually the lowest common denominator in terms of music. It's like this catch-all music. It's not. It's not good music. And since and we were doing, we were covering Mariah Carey. And the tweet that I had was, "Is this the face of stupid?" And it was oh, a piece of. Okay. It was, I a, it was a, yes, a thing Mariah Carey. Yes, right. and you would never hear something like that on one of Bill Simmons' podcasts. Oh, never! No! 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 No, see, I, I thought about this. Believe it or not, there has been times, and I've thought about it. And, and Minahan and I talked about it. Like, could you? Could I? Could I just pivot one day and show up and say, you know, Joe Biden's not so bad after all. Yes, that, that Kamala Harris. I kind of like her laugh. She seems like a a, a really good. Pro- I'll look forward to her presidency. If you were an attack dog for the and, liberals, you would. And, you'd and, make and a lot you know, money. and say, you know, they, the be like Peter King, just be a complete obsequious stooge to. All the powers that be, the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN. I, 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 if I show up and mock Tucker Carlson, he's a, a white supremacist or a white nationalist. Could I do that like in one day and you immediately? Would get complete adulation from the left. If you're <laughs> yeah, on the right, love if those, you're on the, right. the right side of the argument, then you, you, would, you would make so much money. Why, there, can we do that? I'd like to make a good amount of money. Well, you... First, don't I have to purge all old podcasts? I think we just- I have quite a track record, though. Like, I got columns that are out in the Boston Herald and Sports Illustrated. I got uh, uh, 22 years worth of radio. So is Bill Simmons. He talks about, like, drubbing, uh, drugging and having sex with underage tennis players. I mean- I've never done that. I've done some dumb <laughs> things. I've never done that. But it's- it, it, And I think you're right in that the liberal establishment loves- Former conservatives. I mean, most of them are pathetic, like Bill Crystal or David Frum. Uh, there aren't David Brock. They're pathetic. Yeah. But I say this all the time when I talk to kind of uh, conservatives, kind of cool, hip conservatives. Uh, someone labeled them South Park conservatives. You know, conservatives yeah, sure. with a sense of humor. Yeah. I've, I talked about. I told you about Dave Rubin, a former hardcore lefty, uh, worked for the Young Turks. They you don't get more lefty than that. And now he's a hardcore rock rib right winger and, and he's excellent. And 
you know, and others like Greg Gutfelder that way, former uh, liberals. And the reason I like them and I like talking to them is because that means some thought went into it. There are people, obviously, who are raised one way or the other, usually, you know, in, in, in blue states, they're raised liberal. People, uh, I could easily have been indoctrinated. I went to UMass. I worked in journalism. I was surrounded by liberals. So it takes, if, if you're liberal in Massachusetts or conservative in Oklahoma, a lot of them just go along to get along. That's yeah. what they are. That's how they were raised. It's kind of like saying, yeah, I'm Catholic because my parents were Catholic and their parents. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm liberal because I'm from Massachusetts. Those people don't put a lot of thought into it. They just kind of go along. They just kind of say, that's what I am. Oh, yeah, as a Kennedy running, I'm going to vote for him because I'm a mindless sheep. If you are a conservative and you grew up in Massachusetts and you went to school and you went to college and you're conservative, that means you had to fight your way through all you the did. debates. You did. You know, you had to make your case. You had to defend your positions. Those, that means some thought went into it. And, and, and that's a good thing. That's someone you want to talk to. That's someone you want to, to read if they're, if they're columnists or authors. I like those kind of people. And I tell people like that all the time. You don't have to be liberal just because you're in Massachusetts or because you went to Massachusetts schools or because you're gay you know, Dave Rubin's gay, and he's a great, articulate, conservative uh, spokesman. Same with uh, Guy Benson or Chadwick Moore. There's some real good conservative pundits and uh, polemicists who are— You'd normally expect would be liberal. Uh, uh, right, who, were pro who, were, who had to have been liberal at some point. It just You just assume, and whether it was just because of you know, gay rights or because of gay marriage, they were liberal. And then eventually they saw the light and said, these people are nuts. And they read and they learned and they learned from whomever, from Rush Limbaugh or, or, or Thomas Sowell or somebody, Ann Coulter, they read their books and they said, you know what, this is, this is, this is what I believe. I was considered, I considered myself a liberal growing up. But it was because I, I, I believed that people should be free to make their own decisions. I didn't, I didn't, no, but I just, I didn't understand the, the underneath stuff. Well, I didn't get it until I, read, until I read Atlas Shrugged in my early 20s. And I was like, okay, you. now I get it. That's good for you because the idea, there is no, liberals aren't liberal. As, I, as, I didn't as, know. As Bill Maher points out every week now, and he has to kind of, uh, he, the last thing he wants to do is be associated with like the religious right to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I feel the same way as uh, Sean Hannity. He doesn't want to be that way, so he'll always couch his comments by pointing out how much he hates Trump or he hates Ted Cruz or whatever, and then he'll say, but, and the big but, and then he'll go off on canceled culture and liberals who are really the, uh, the enforcement arm of the canceled culture, and he'll uh, do something like this. He'll point out what happened to Mike Richards and how— and as he, I tweeted out his uh, part of, I think it was his whole monologue from last week. Uh, I, I don't know if you cut it up, but it was, I a, did. It was like a seven-minute monologue, um, and it was all about. And the quote, the pull, the quote I pull out of, pulled out of it and tweeted was, "Have you people lost your effing minds?" You know, talking about liberals who um, uh, say that America is not the greatest place in the world, not the greatest country, not the best place to. Uh, to, to to live, to raise a family, to go to school. And he just pointed out how the rest of the world is a, a much darker place where they throw gays off of buildings. And, and liberals will sit there and, you know, Antifa liberals will sit there and want to destroy the whole system. 
and and they'll uh, criticize you know the U.S. for its foreign policy when we're leaving. When, for example, we're leaving the leaving Afghanistan, and now they'll uh, resume uh, uh, throwing <laughs> or uh, executing gays or or stoning women who commit adultery or, or or you know cutting off the hands of petty thieves. And Bill Maher's whole point was. You, you idiots, don't you know how lucky we are, how good we have it? Can't we just appreciate this wonderful you know, United States ex, uh, experiment? Uh, 250 years, the only country ever you know, to have an enduring democracy, and people on the left bitch about it, and he just can't, he just it's can't also, join it's, in. It's also the most diverse country on the planet. It's true. It's, 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 it is actually a true melting, melting pot. It is more accepting culturally um, and you know, with, with, um, with every culture on the planet living here, working together, pretty much in harmony. Well, you get, you get people like the squad, you get Elon Omar or my horrendous Congresswoman Ayanna Presley talking daily about what an awful racist place this is. And at the same time, trying to bring in hundreds of thousands of immigrants, refugees from anywhere, any third world hellhole. Elon Omar was in a refugee camp in Kenya when she gained uh, a U.S. citizenship or a visa yeah. or whatever. She became came to America, left the refugee camp. was from Somalia. And every day since has bitched about how awful America is. She is the worst, the most in, ungrateful uh, uh, American there is. Her, I mean, she de- devotes her life to denigrating this country and trying to fundamentally overthrow the this, this system when the system has done nothing but made her rich and famous and given her, it's disgusting. She is perhaps the most disgusting member of the squad, but they all suck because they all hate this country that has been so damn good to them. And they'll want to bring in, like today, they'll say, we need more Afghan refugees. We need them, you know, we need them everywhere. Not in my community, certainly not in, you know, the places I, not in Martha's Vineyard or not places I, I, I live or work, but we need them, stick them in, you know, Lewiston, Maine. We need to put them in America. Even though America is an awful racist place, we want these people of color. By the way, Afghans aren't people of color, but they'll pretend because that's the way it works. They're oppressed. We must bring them here and give them all these opportunities in this awful racist country. But no one has uh, a higher standard of li- living than in the United States. Even our poorest are richer than the, the vast majority rate. of people in, in, in the world. I mean, yeah. you can't deny that. You can't just completely, you know call this place a, uh, it's, it's, it's the land of opportunity. It really is. It has a lot of problems. You know, I have a lot of problems, particularly with how the federal government operates, but there's no doubt it's the land of opportunity and a huge cultural melting pot. The least right. racist the country least, on the planet. The least racist, the most charitable. It's the place that you can go from dirt poor to, to millionaire. Most millionaires are first generation millionaires. That's true too. Most gen- millionaires are self-made millionaires. Uh, I mean, they're, it's... I hate more than anything ingratitude, just in general, ingratitude. If I have like people, like guests, you know, come to your house, I don't know if you ever, and they bring nothing and you, and, you, and they just you know, help themselves and they never, and you say, don't, you know. They don't help with the dishes at all. <laughs> exactly. Right. Or they just, you know, you, you. Or they don't say give, thank you or they're just, just not. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just don't, you don't, you get the sense they don't appreciate it. That, that I can't. It's my problem. It's a it's a flaw in my character. It just annoys me and it like ruins my day. I'm like, don't you have any appreciation? Whatever it is for the for the country, you know, for for the luck, the great luck you have of being born here in this time. You know, you could have been born in 
whatever, in Burko Faso, whatever, whatever, Sierra Leone. You could have been born in 16th century. You could have been born in Afghanistan. I mean, right. You were lucky. You were born here. How can we all not have this innate sense of appreciation for how lucky we are? But uh, even even Mike Richards. Back to Mike Richards. Oh, my, yeah. So you Mike, know we should get. We, you know we should get to the people who really, really should appreciate this country. All these hacks, these bums, these these incompetent buffoons, who uh, we've seen in action for the last uh, two three weeks, destroying uh, the reputation of the of the military. First of all, and and by the way, the whole foreign policy apparatus. I don't know about you, but I've lost all faith. I, if there were something, the if the U, if if Taiwan, if Hong Kong attacks, uh, takes Taiwan, and we start sending ships, I'll be like, no, don't do it. I, I, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I, I've seen how these people operate. I know now. I probably suspect it, but I know now. Mark Milley, Lloyd Austin, uh, Tony Blinken. Is he still on the check to see? Oh, because I'm, he's, he blankets I around. I mean, honest to God, we have these people who are. You know, faculty lounge liberals who are so in so over their head. And we'll get to Jake Sullivan, by the way. Jake Sullivan, I mean, obviously there's lots to question about to criticize Biden over. He sat and like had lunch with this buffoon, with this child, and said, Yes, I want him as my uh, national security. I want him. There's 330 million people in this country to choose from. And you choose you choose this, this. He looks like a like a high school, as someone said, what do they call that in high school? That club that does foreign policy, the 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 uh, oh, like like uh, mock UN, yeah, or something. yeah, UN, well, um, mock UN or whatever, pretend UN. Yeah, he looks like you know someone you'd see even now, even now, I don't even know how old he is. He looks like s- some kid, maybe in college, maybe in college. He's at uh, you know uh, uh, Columbia doing a mock UN thing, and you say, yeah, let's make him my national security. The problem advisor. is like he doesn't have any consequences for his actions. It's like the, 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 the federal government in general doesn't like, they don't get to see the fruits of their labor. If they go and bomb and kill a bunch of people, like they just did, they did right. that retaliation bombing yeah, killed in seven Afghanistan, kids. killed a bunch of kids, uh, and, and no terrorists, it seems they don't get to see, um, uh, they, they don't get to see the results of their actions. So he's like completely devoid of any responsibility. As, as some people, you know, many people have said, if a corporal loses, Loses his rifle, he get court-martialed. If a general loses a war, he gets a, a ribbon. He gets promoted. He gets another star. The idea, the thought that that Millie is still employed, and believe me, it doesn't matter. They could fire him. He'll make a million bucks a year at Raytheon. The idea that nobody pays the most humiliating moment in U.S. foreign policy history occurred two days ago. The the a new low, a new low. And nobody pays with his job. Obviously, it should start at the top. If we had a Congress that was bipartisan or uh, certainly a Republican Congress, I think we'd be throwing up articles of impeachment. Biden, Joe Biden in the last two weeks has done dozens of things that are much worse than anything Trump ever did. Trump was impeached twice for nothing. Hell, just leaving all that weaponry alone, just that visual, that uh, that, that video of all the machine guns. And by the way, did you see the video I retweeted James Woods last night? Because it's amazing. We left cash. Yeah, I saw that. Cash. Like I saw millions bricks of, of cash. cash. Can someone help me out here, Carano? Can one of the commenters help me? Can somebody help me? Just some reason. Just it could be dumb. It could be silly. It could be pulling it out of your ass. But why would you leave cash? I mean, I, as I tweeted, I understand like trucks and tanks are like really heavy, and maybe you don't want to take up space on an aircraft with a, with a Toyota 
Tacoma. But I know what cash, I know how much it weighs. Why not, hell, worst case, why not tell all the GIs before you leave, all the Marines, you guys grab all the cash you want. Right. I mean, it, would be, it would be a lot better. Light it on fire and actually help it. us uh, inflation-wise. Right. Why, why would you ever leave cash? I think we've only begun to scratch the surface on how incompetent and or corrupt this whole uh, this, this 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 administration is. We all know. I mean, Biden yesterday, we'll get to the speech. It, it just amazes me they let him go out and do this. They write, obviously, they write the speech for him. They yeah. dress him. They put, the, they brush his hair. They they bring in the, you know, the mortician, and he brushes <laughs> his hair up. and makes it makes him up. And they march him out there and they say, stick to the script. And they say, do not take a question and do not forget forget your mask. And he comes out and he's just this bitter, just angry old it. man, and he's just yelling and he just it's a whole the whole uh, presentation is just wrong. It's just wrong. But the idea that you can be a president who just surrendered to a you know, seventy-five thousand strong terrorist outfit, leaving uh, eighty-five billion in weaponry and and just and just spearheading the most humiliating moment in U.S. foreign policy history—the idea that you could do that and not take a question when you know, every, just about every single person asking the question is a supporter, a voter of yours. Probably you know, these people probably love you. They hate Trump. They want to help you. And you don't have the guts to just answer. I mean, he could have done two questions. Could have gone to Yamichi and then gone to Kelly O'Donnell. And they would have said, you know, is this better than the Berlin airlift? Is this the greatest evacuation ever? Better oh, than Dunkirk? Right. right. It is, when you think about what we've reviewed, what we've followed, discussed, dissected, and analyzed for the last two weeks, Carano, what happened yesterday was a president touting the success of the surrender. It was disastrous by any measure, and I don't care how much. Um, probably a column in the Boston Globe this morning saying how wonderful it was, and you know it was better than Dunkirk or whatever. That we got 120,000 refugees that we're not going to, you know, spread around the country, and 5,000 Americans. We didn't get them all, but we got most Americans. Uh, they're going to make that out to be a success, and I know the media's the, the you know, the 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 manservants in the media will be. Doing, they'll they'll send out the talking points, and you'll hear them on the networks, and you'll read them in the New York Times, and saying how, oh, isn't it wonderful? This town in Wisconsin now has fifty thousand new Afghan refugees who can't, you know, speak English, and uh, you know, don't know, you know, who are in the schools and the hospitals and overwhelming the town. But isn't it wonderful? Joe Biden saved them from the Taliban. It's the narrative is going to be disgusting, but the idea. That it was a success. The idea that it was something to boast and brag about is so bizarre to me. You're bragging that you lost a war to a terrorist outfit, gave them all the armaments they could ever use, including over 109 helicopters and, and airplanes and night vision goggles, millions of dollars, an airbase, an embassy. You left the region entirely. At the same time, you're vowing to follow these terrorists in ISIS-K, which is something... Biden just made up, by the way. Uh, ISIS-K, you're going to follow him to the ends of the earth. And you go, what? You just left the country. You just left. I mean, I wanted to get out of Afghanistan, but two things. Uh, this is not how I would, would want to get out. No. Nobody does. No, no. Nobody does. And you just made it really hard to, you know, get ISIS-K if they live in Afghanistan 
and our nearest base is in what Doha, Qatar. Yeah, that that that's not strategically uh, uh, ideal uh, to say we're going to get them. And then this buffoon says China and Russia are really happy. We're we're a really disappointed we're gone. They really wanted us to stay. Yeah, China really hated the fact that you had an air base and all these jets and and all and twenty five hundred troops. You know, two towns over from them. Um, now we're thousands of miles away. Yeah, they're really they're really disappointed that you left the region entirely and they can control the country now. That that's such a lie. I mean, so many things he said were lies. We will I hate the ISIS K frame job too, because it's it's for the Biden administration to negotiate with the Taliban, they can no longer be the bad guys, so we need a new bad guy. It's I, I hate that. I hate that. We'll get, we'll get to the most outrageous moment of yesterday. And I, I'm telling you, there were two. One we just discussed when uh, this video came out. You've seen the video of the Taliban guys, these dirtbags, playing with their new guns, trying on their new uniforms, putting on their new wraparound Oakleys. We talked about that yesterday. If, you, if you're following me on Twitter or James Woods, and if you're not following James Woods, what the hell is wrong with you? He's the greatest celebrity tweeter of all time. Um, we left him cash, stacks and stacks of cash. And normally when I tweet criticism of Biden, I'm, I'm proud of this. I have lots of Biden supporters who follow me, who yeah, attack yeah, me. Yep. I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not just singing to the choir. You know, a lot of people on my side only have the diehard right-wingers who follow them. And then they tweet and people say, you're wonderful. I have some of them, but I tweet and people, there's a, a bunch of liberals who immediately say, what about Trump? But Trump did it, yes, Trump did it. And right. it's just so, it's so pathetic. Give it up, people, give it up. Your guy is an embarrassment. This was a, a, a humiliation beyond anything uh, we could have imagined. And try to defend him on his merits and not make it about Trump. We know the Trump uh, deal with the Taliban. We know the conditions of it. We know the tr Taliban violated the conditions and he, and he didn't have to follow Trump's lead. Tore up every damn thing Trump did in his first day in office. Why is this the one thing that he could not overturn? Of course it was. It's all on Biden. I think any honest person understands that. Any honest person understands that this is completely and totally on Joe Biden and his generals and his administration and his pathetic NSA uh, National Security Advisor. Uh, but two things. Giving them cash. Nobody can answer that to me. Nobody. Nobody can explain why you would ever give him cash. You just forgot a hundred million dollars there. That was bad. <laughs> <Whatever it> was. <laughs> that was bad cash. But then on the same day, and I think I have this right. Sometimes I wonder if I'm getting confused because I'm so outraged and infuriated at what our, what's our country, what has happened to our country that we're turned turning tail and running and to, from these savages. And at the same time, we're saying, they were, uh, what were they, helpful and useful hosts? Yeah, something like that. According to one yeah. of the generals, they were, they were, 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 were allowing Taliban, Taliban to do security. And then they let in a suicide bomber, kills 13 of our people. And we say, yeah, they've been great hosts. What the hell has gone wrong? And, but this was yesterday and maybe you missed it. It was during the day. Maybe people are busy. They're going to work and they're getting ready. The kids off to school and maybe they're on vacation. But this... This absolute child, Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, was on with, who was it? Was it Jake Tapper or was it Steffi? Oh, it was Steffi. He's on with Steffi Stephanopoulos. Steffi's not buying the shit anymore okay. either. It's <laughs> so a, funny to see him get, like, he just a, looks so angry. I think there are some 
obviously these are big Biden supporters, but they know their support has their devotion to their leader has its limitations. And I think Stephanopoulos is smart enough. I mean, he's slimy, but he's smart enough to know that this is insane. He's talking to the national, I'll just, we'll play it, but talking to the national security advisor and in passing, Sullivan says that we're going to send financial aid. Do I have this right? Yeah. To the Taliban. And again, I immediately look to Joey, Johnny Jones and other uh, veterans or gold star people and, and they're disgusted. They call it betrayal. Why wouldn't you? You're sitting in, you're Johnny, Joey Jones. You're watching TV. He watches all these, he works for Fox and he's a contributor. He watches these press conferences, these interviews. You have no legs. The Taliban blew off your freaking legs. And you watch one of your leaders, uh, the national security advisor who is in the room, man. He's in the war room. He's got the president's ear. And he not only talks about this, this evacuation, this surrender, and giving them money and giving them arms, but then he says we're going to send financial. What's the what's the uh, actual term he uses? Financial support or something to the Taliban? We're going to send money, more money. So if you're a hardworking American doing whatever, take a look. Well, you don't really get paychecks anymore, but look at the stub. Look at the bank statement. And there's a little Fed, you know, there's FICA and this social, uh, same thing, FICA and there's uh, uh, you know, payroll taxes, there's uh, state taxes, and then there's federal taxes. A little bit of those federal taxes that you're paying are going to be sent to the Taliban, to the Taliban, who we just fought, who we all agree are terrorists, who are Muslim fanatics, who are 7th century goat herding savages who cut the hands off petty thieves, who stone women to death for showing their faces or going outside without a male escort. These are monsters. They're just because, you know, we made a deal with them doesn't make them somehow civilized. And I, I, I tell you, I had to read this twice. Without, without any equivocation, he says, yeah, you know, if things go well, we're going to send them financial support. Let's play Jake Sullivan, the most overmatched, over in over his head member of this this pathetic Biden team. We're going to work with the Taliban. Does that include the prospect of giving them aid? Well, first of all, we do believe that there is an important dimension of humanitarian assistance that should go directly to the people of Afghanistan. They need help with respect to health and food aid and other forms of subsistence, and we do intend to continue that. Secondly, when it comes to our economic and development assistance relationship with the Taliban, that will be about the Taliban's actions. It will be about whether they follow through on their commitments, their commitments to safe passage for Americans and Afghan allies, their commitment to not allow Afghanistan to be uh, a, a base from which terrorists can attack the United States or any other country. Their commitments with respect to upholding their international obligations. It's going to be up to them. And, and we will wait and see by their actions how we end up responding uh, in terms of the economic and development assistance. So long that, that is so incredible. Going to bribe them. We are going to send money, you know, if they don't chop off anyone's head, like any American's head, we're going to send them money. We're going to send them money. 
<laughs> these, these terrorists that just killed Americans, that just ran us out of the country, these terrorists who harbored bin Laden, who harbored bin Laden, who killed 3,000 Americans. It, God, is, son, you happy, Biden voters? You happy, big tech, big media? You happy? This is what we got. We got this completely inept uh, administration who just turned tail and rent, but, but left them weaponry and money and left some Americans behind. And now we're talking about sending humanitarian aid and economic aid to the Taliban. Ugh. And to your point earlier, I think this is something, you know, this should not be lost on people. That's what's happening. The Biden administration is taking your hard-earned money from you that you're trying to use to support your family, have a better life for your family, and sending it to the Taliban. That's what they're doing. Right, we got to get to uh, we got to get to Cam Newton, and we got to get to a couple other things. But uh, we should uh, give I'd give you my quick assessment of this speech, this Biden speech. Yeah. I know you have some cuts. But, I do. Yeah. Um, another quick question. Couple quick questions. Is he ever going to stop using his son, his dead son, Bo? I mean, he thinks people will believe that his son died in was killed in action. Every time he brings them up, it's with a gold star family or in reference to people who've lost their lives in battle, people who were blown up by the Taliban, the tal are blown up by ISIS K with the help of the Taliban, I believe. And he branches his son Bo constantly. And it's like, if you're not aware, his son Bo died of cancer. He served in the military. I think he left honorably, unlike Hunter Biden, who was kicked out of the military for doing coke. But Bo died of cancer. Bo wasn't killed in action. And he just keeps using his son. It's really kind of obnoxious. Um, he, uh, he talked about the, exor uh, the extraordinary success of this mission. No nation has ever done anything like it. What? Extraordinary success would be defeating the enemy. It would be coming home victorious. To would be, a, I don't know. A extraordinary success would be a success. How is this a success? I don't think it is at all. And how, how can and you even use that word? He's he's also blaming he's also blaming the people left behind in America. I mean, left left behind in Afghanistan. That's oh, the first. Oh, that, oh, oh, that's, yes, I want to hear this because Here's this a, is so. This is such. It's it's craziness. Ready right here. Go ahead. Since March, we reached out 19 times to Americans in Afghanistan with multiple warnings and offers to help them leave Afghanistan, all the way back as far as March. After we started the evacuation 17 days ago, we did initial outreach and analysis and identified around 5,000 Americans who had decided earlier to stay in Afghanistan, but now wanted to leave. Our Operation Allied Rescue ended up getting more than 5,500 Americans out. We got out thousands of citizens and diplomats from those countries that went into Afghanistan with us to get bin Laden. All right. For the record, he said 19 times they warned him since March, right? Do you know what he said July 8th? Watch, tell us. He said, we're good. The Afghan army will hold. <laughs> right. The Afghan government is solid. And by the way, we have this phone call now that he made to that Ghani snake, the president, and he said he was worried about the perception of uh, the, the, the fitness of the Afghan army and the Afghan government. He said in July, 
uh, just a, a few weeks before the evacuation, that everything's good. We know the uh, the, the government is going to stand up and the military is going to hold and they have plenty of weaponry and they have air support and everything's good. So what does it matter what you said March, April, June, March, April, May, and June? If in July you said everything's good, there's no problem, don't worry about it, the government is solid. All, that Those warnings are irrelevant if in July you looked into the cameras and said, Don't worry. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. You can just we, hang he, he, out there. Taliban. He literally said over. it's 300,000 to 75,000. Yeah, the he did. numbers. He did. And, and I remember, well I remember well, watching yeah. it going, Yeah, even if you can't do a jumping jack, if you got 300,000 guys, you should be able to hold off these goat herders for a little longer. It was a miscalculation on his part then. It's a lie now. He just flat out lies about it and says, yeah, everyone thought the government was going to hold. They knew it wasn't going to. They just thought he would last, I don't know, to October or November. And then it would fall and people would get slaughtered and, and it wouldn't matter. Biden would have been out taking a bow, would have had a big ceremony on September 11th and said, we get out, we ended the war. Everyone said they would end the war. I'm the one who did it. Well, he's the one who did it. Cost 13 Marines and the Navy Corpsmen their lives. He's the one who did it, cost the American taxpayers billions and billions and billions. He's the one who did it, and the perception around the world now is that we are weak. So, and, and also in the same cut, I, I, I cut it off because he just, he's so damn slow, but he also said 90% of the Americans who wanted out of Afghanistan are out, and he used the number 5,500 Americans. But I still am caught up with the fact that there's 15,000. There were 15,000 Americans there. Where are they? Take him on his word. 5,500 and 90% got out. That means 500, 550 didn't. That's a lot. I mean, just that is a lot. That's that's more hostages than Iran ever took uh, to destroy the Carter presidency. So any day now, you know, I guess if you're a hostage, you're hoping it's the Taliban and not ISIS-K. But any moment now, there will be Americans held hostage. Uh, and then what's he going to say? Something I'm sure, you know what he'll say? My son Bo served bravely <laughs> and my son Bo lost his life. And I know what it's like because my son Bo. Uh, but he, probably he, he sounded angry and bitter and blaming everybody. That, Blame Trump, which is, just doesn't hold water anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to people who hate Trump. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Trump would not have done it this way. And you know it. The Taliban... Violated the conditions Trump laid down and the deal was off. Secondly, he blamed the Afghan government and the Afghan soldiers. The people, he said, in July were rock solid. So, and the the whole tone, then he finishes, starts to walk away. Someone shouts a question and he turns around. I'm like, oh, he's at least going to take a question. It'll be a setup. It'll be a friendly question. Grabs his mask and shuffles away looking like, Clint Eastwood in the new movie uh, trailer that they, there's a new Clint Eastwood movie oh, out. He's really? like a hundred years old. Yeah, and I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. I love Clint. <laughs> Me too. But his, his, the role he plays is himself, a 90 year old guy with yeah. a gravelly voice who can barely, you know, get out of bed. Right. That's who we have as president. And Clint is much more lucid than Joe Biden. But you're actually right. Biden is blaming everybody else. So he blames the Afghan government. He blames Trump. And he's now he's blaming the Americans stuck in Afghanistan for being stuck in Afghanistan. Yes. After he told them, don't worry about a thing. The Afghan government is good. And then later when things deteriorated, he said, don't, we can't guarantee your safety. So if you try to make your way from the air to the airport, you're probably going to get killed. So right. how can you blame them? <laughs> he is just, I mean, and then the uh, threats, he starts me? going into, no, we're not going to forgive. We're not going to forget. Uh, again, I, I guess that's me. I find it so annoying. Who's forgetting? It just happened. 
Who's forgetting? Do you think those 13 Gold Star families that you spit on when you went to the, to the Dover Air Force Base and checked your watch and started talking about your son, Bo, again? I mean, there were a bunch of families. Let's just do this before we get to Cam. Yeah, okay, all right. I'll do this, then we'll do Shay, then we'll do Cam. This, again, is one of those things that I hope Bill Maher tackles. I hope some honest liberals join us in condemning because it's so outrageous and so wrong. If you missed it, um, I'm going to get all the names right. A gold star mom who went off on uh, Biden. Here we got it. A gold star mom went off on Biden on, uh, on Instagram and um, uh, Facebook. What's her name? Her son is Kareem Nikau. He was killed. Uh, the, uh, her name is, her last name is Chappelle. What's her first name? Can you get her first name? Uh, it's, uh, it's Shauna or Shana Chappelle. Shana Chappelle has a long, uh, Facebook post on, I believe Instagram as well, right? Uh, I think, I'm not exactly sure, but I did see the screenshots. Yeah, of this it. is on our Instagram account and she just destroys Biden, just goes off on him and, you know, says it's on him and, uh, you know, disgusting and how he didn't care when they met him at Dover says, blood is on, my son's blood is on your hands. It's basically directed. He says this, she writes, literally, this message is for you. I know my face is etched in your brain. I was able to look straight in your eyes and have words with you. After I lay my son to rest, you will be seeing me again. Remember, I'm the one who stood five inches from your face and was letting you know I would never get to hug my son again, hear his laugh. And then you tried to interrupt me and give me your own sob story. And I had to tell you, this isn't about you, so don't make it about you. You then said you just wanted me to know that you know how I feel. And I let you know that you don't know how I feel. You do not have the right to tell me you know how I feel. You then rolled your fucking eyes in your head like you were annoyed with me. And I let you know that the only reason I was talking to you was out of respect for my son and that was the only reason why I then proceeded to tell you again how you took my son away from me and I will, I will never get to hug him again, laugh with him. I, you turned to walk away and I let you know my son's blood was on your hands. And you threw your hand up behind you as you walked away from me like you were saying, okay, whatever. You are not the president of the United States. Uh, she just goes off on this long and it goes on and on. It's very intense. Shana or Shanna Chappelle. She just lost her son, a, I believe, 20 year old Marine. Another one. Uh, you get a pass. Doesn't matter what you say. Uh, I mean, as long as you don't threaten to kill him, you get to uh, express your opinion. You get to pour your heart out. I mean, if he's there, I of think, course, yeah. I think we all, we all should agree that I don't care who the president is. Obviously, this president, as we've made clear, is inept. Obviously, he did set the wheels in motion, set the circumstances for the death of of this poor woman's son. Uh, she's pissed. She let him know on an Instagram post, by the way. She didn't, like, take a swing at him. She typed the words. So what happens? What else? Instagram and Facebook ban her. Take down the post. That's disgusting. That's to, to protect that empty husk of a man in the White House, big tech censors the grieving mother of a dead Marine. If she doesn't have the right to speak in this country, then who the hell does? I mean, yeah, her kid made the ultimate sacrifice. So. It's, it's just nauseating. Uh, banned, I think she was also banned by Twitter. I'm not sure she went off on Twitter. 
of course, a day later, or you know, however many, 8, 10, 12 hours later, uh, Facebook comes out and says, oh, no, that was a mistake. You know what? Go screw Facebook. Go screw Zuckerberg. You are a liar. You are a disgusting liar, anti-American. You, you shut this woman up, and then you have the gall to pretend, you know, someone made a mistake. No, your first instinct, as always, is to protect the regime. Protect the powerful. Just like Satan in, in Angel Heart. Angel Heart. Satan's here to protect the powerful. That's what big tech is here for. Just like De Niro. You know, did you ever do Angel Heart? No, but I, I saw it great, as just a kid. Great, great as a kid. Movie, yeah, great I, really, I like it as a kid. De Niro's the devil. And, yeah, yeah. And the devil protects the powerful. That's what big tech does. They protect the powerful. This poor woman had broken, I think she's from Wyoming, a broken woman, a mother who will never, ever recover. Her heart has been ripped out and stomped on by Joe Biden. And big tech has the gall to say, you don't have a right to speak. There was a big uproar. And obviously they said, oh, someone made a mistake. Yeah, they- That's a lie. And if there were no uproar, she'd be silenced forever. She'd be just banned for life. She'd be gone. Just like Donald Trump is gone for life. You can't post. You can't speak. How does that not piss off every American? How does, how does anyone accept that? How does, you know, a good liberal, I have some good liberal friends. I have good liberal family members. They, they're okay with, you're okay with this? You're okay with big tech putting its boot on the throat of a grieving mother, of a gold star mother? It's just disgusting. But <sighs> what do you think, Carano? I think it. Uh, I agree. I think the censorship of that is is uh, unconscionable. But and I would rather and uh, but I don't like the censorship anyway. I'd rather see, you know, what I, even the people that I don't like or don't agree with. I'd rather see what they have to say. Of course, and you know why? You know they're lying because if this were uh, Trump in the White House and this was a grieving gold star mother yelling at Trump, it would they, they wouldn't even think of censoring it. And or if this was a, a mother of a soldier saying, "We love you, Joe Biden. Great job. Thank you for all you've done." Yeah, they keep it there. Are you kidding me? That'd be they'd, They'd come up with fake followers just to make them look good. Yeah. This is disgusting. And we should all be able to agree. We should be able as a country to agree on a couple things. One, that uh, Joe Biden completely botched the, uh, the surrender. And two, big tech is out of control. Big tech is the enemy of the people. Big media is too. But big mm. tech is just dangerous, man. Dangerous. And you're going to see, I mean, you already heard people saying it was inappropriate to put Kathy McCollum, another mother, angry mother, of a dead Marine who's went on Wilkow's show and said, uh, Joe Biden's a dementia ridden piece of crap. Yes. And be oh, she shouldn't be on. She's emotional. I, I mean, if, if gold star mothers don't have a right to speak, then no one does. No one should. It's, oh, just, it's not like any, no one else has been emotional on social media before on radio before. Come on. All right. Let's, uh, you want to do Shay? I want to do Shay and then we got to get to Cam Newton and we got to get out of here. All right. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shay concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps. Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front, front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen, and when they're done, your house looks better, and it's worth more. This isn't 
and expenses is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. All right, about 10 minutes after we wrapped up yesterday, the Patriots, you know, they stuck it to me again. Belichick. <laughs> Actually, they Belichick. They didn't consult you first? Bel this was hilarious. This was, people always talk about it's such a Belichickian thing to do. Belichick went on the radio, I think, on Monday, did a press conference on Monday, a press conference on Tuesday, did some interviews, talked about the quarterback competition, talked about how great Cam Newton is and Mac Jones and... And then he uh, took the earpiece out and put down the headset and, and cut Cam Newton. It, he has such disdain for the media, which is kind of comical at times. But uh, here's, here's, here's what I find comical is all the media people taking a victory lap and spiking the football because they said Mac Jones would start. Yeah. Um, I said Mac Jones would start. Most people, I think, said Mac Jones would start for two reasons. <clears throat> they used the 15th pick in the draft on him. And he was really, really good yeah. at Alabama. He had, I think, 41 touchdowns and four picks. Won a national title. Was a finalist for the Heisman. Won all the, you know, the Davey O'Brien quarterback awards. Was a great, great quarterback at Alabama, which is not, you know, playing at uh, whatever, Fitchburg State. It's Alabama. So the kid was as NFL ready as you can get. A pure dropback passer, which is kind of what the Patriots prefer, I sure. think, which yeah. has worked out pretty well here. Yes. Secondly, Cam Newton stinks, okay? Bill Belichick knows better than anyone that Cam Newton, who had eight touchdowns and 10 picks and a losing record and turned the ball over and just was a very inaccurate thrower last year, Belichick knows that he wasn't going to get any better. He knows it was just a stopgap. If he played him at all, he was going to play two or three weeks, and then Mac Jones was going to come off the bench. So he said... Why wait? Cam Newton is not equipped to be a backup. He's an alpha dog. He's a good leader. And he's unvaccinated. Now yeah. that, I've heard people say, Ted Johnson, former Patriot, said that, that, that Cam Newton was cut for one reason only. He was unvaccinated. That's absurd. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not just that. Because if Cam Newton was great, were great, if he were, you know, just throwing missiles all over the place in preseason, looking, looking like the MVP that he was, in Carolina, uh, when he went 15-1, and one, he could have been unvaccinated. He would have made the team. It's a factor because everything is a factor with Bill Belichick. And factors are um, uh, magnified when you're a backup quarterback because you can't be a distraction. You can't be you're getting in the way. You Maybe gotta, you look unfocused at practice. Right, that's a good point. I'm going to say it now. Zoe was right. Zolak was right. Shouldn't have apologized, Zoe. He was, it, it, it's it, that dancing and... and and screwing around was a factor. That's not why he was cut. But when but you... Belichick when sees you, all that stuff. When you have a starter, and that's Mac Jones, because he's much, much better, and then you have a backup, there are certain things, certain things you demand from your backup. And number one on that list is no distractions, no noise. You do your job. You get ready for when the starter gets hurt. You carry a clipboard, you, whatever, your chart plays, whatever they tell you to do, you go to meetings and you pay attention. Well... When you're dancing and screwing around, they're saying, you know, that's not what we want from our backup. When you're unvaccinated and you can't go to the meetings in person, you have to be on a Zoom call. When you can't do other certain things, um, 
because you're unvaccinated, which is absurd. I mean, it's an absurd rule. Cam Newton has better protection than vaccinated players. He has natural immunity, and we now know that is better protection than a vaccine. But Belichick has to deal with the rules. Belichick doesn't care about the politics of it all. You're right. He cares about the rules, and he looks at this and says, that's a pain in the ass. He can't be in the meetings. He can't do this or that. He has to get tested at certain labs, and he's like, you know, I don't need that. Plus, Cam Newton's never been a backup. He doesn't want to be a backup. Again, he's an alpha dog. He'll go somewhere. He'll get a tryout. He's probably done. He sucked last year. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. He's probably done. Had a good career. He's won, made a lot of money, went to a Super Bowl, won an MVP, won a Heisman. I mean, he's had a great run. The Matt Jones was going to be the quarterback, I'm going to say, by week four, you know, when Tom Brady comes to town, no matter what. They just moved the process up a couple of weeks. It, it wasn't, did not take, you know, Quasimodo to see this one coming. This was pretty predictable. <laughs> Quasimodo the smartest man on the planet? What do you mean? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Sopranos joke. Oh, Sopranos sorry, joke. I apologize. And note, yeah. You know, when they said, no, it's not Quasimodo, it's Notre Dame. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You ever watch Sopranos? You ever do I Sopranos so, on you, Quantum Week? You, you, we don't do TV shows, we do movies. You should. Go on. Sopranos was a great, great show. I did like that show, but I only watched it through once. And you have a better memory than I do for this stuff, we apparently. Had, we had uh, Big Pussy yeah. on the show. On our radio show, John Dennis and I, and he was great. He was fun. He was a good guy. He was in person in Boston. We had him on for like an hour, had laughs. He said, I'm going to get you two on an episode. And we were like, really? <laughs> so we got all excited, right? This was a Friday. Yeah. Sunday comes around and it was much, much was appointment watching. We sit down and watch Sopranos because we talked about it and recapped it every Monday. And, you know, we were big Sopranos fan. You know what happened on Sunday night? Tell me. They oh. murdered Big Pussy. <laughs> he got murdered. And he, And by the way, John Fury, another guy who was a star on Surprise, you know, one of the supporting actors, a mobster. Yeah. He was a friend of the show. We had John Fury on a number of times. He's from uh, Stoneham. Yeah. And uh, they, like, three days after we had him on the show, this was years earlier, they killed him <laughs> off. Give me the it kiss was, of death for these guys. It was guys. worse for him because they had him blow him up. He was on the toilet and they blew him up. <laughs> it was a really undignified way to go. Big pussy. They took him out in a boat. Yeah, I remember. And shot him in the face. Yeah. Uh, and threw him over. And we were watching and we were like, holy crap. And there he goes my acting career. So we had him on the phone, I think a few days later. And he said, sorry, guys, I couldn't give it up. I, I couldn't tell you. You know, that that's, that's rule number one. You don't give up uh, the plot or whatever, the twists before the show airs. So, um Anyway, I think it was, whatever, the big fat dumb guy who said Quasimodo saw this coming, predicted this. It's not Quasimodo stupid, it's Notre Dame. Notre Dame. You yeah. don't have to be Notre Dame to know that Cam Newton's days were numbered. All you had to do was watch him last season and watch Mac Jones and realize they used the 15th pick in the draft on Mac Jones and he's exactly what they want. And rookie, first round rookie quarterbacks start it's what they do they don't sit like aaron Rodgers did or like old they did in the old days those days are over like tom brady did but um if you use a first round pick you start for a couple reasons a there's a big investment in you and b college football gets you ready for the nfl much better than it used to you know they have pro style offenses they throw the ball a million times you have seven on seven camps when you're in eighth grade yeah. these guys who grow up down south already much sooner than they used to be. So well, Mac Jones is the quarterback. People should be thrilled because he's good. He's going to be really good. And Cam Newton was just going to 
you know, hold the fort anyway. And so they were, they were going to have to pay him too. They're going to have to give him, I don't know, close to $2 million if he made the roster. So it's another, right. they, they gave, they had gave him, I think 2 million guaranteed. I so, think so. But then there was another, yeah, there was, there was a, roster it was three and a half million, which wasn't a lot of money. He could have been a backup, but he's not born to be a backup. Yeah. Uh, by the way, vaccine. And I hate to sounds like I'm equivocating or, you know, on the fence vaccine status matters, but it's not why he was cut. So I'm going to have it both ways. Okay. Perfect. All right. Uh, Urban Meyer, a, a friend of um, Belichick, coach and Jack, yep. he said, flat out, vaccine status, your vaccination status matters. Again, these are not fanatical like school board members. These are football coaches, very practical men. They don't care about the politics. They just know that if you're unvaccinated, the NFL has made it difficult and brought on these distractions. And they don't want distractions. That's the number one thing, especially for backup quarterbacks. Right. So it's not like Belichick or Urban Meyer or any of these coaches are, you know, these crazy, uh, you know, uh, these like CNN doctors, the Gupta guy. They're not one of these crazy vaccine fascists who want to mandate vaccinations. They just don't want to deal with distractions. Does it make sense for Cam Newton to get vaccinated? Of course not. Everyone knows he's had COVID. He's probably had the antibody test. He's fine, but... They don't want to deal with all the BS of, of, of the vaccine. So they, they, they just want to limit distractions. And that's what they did. The Patriots did. They got rid of Cam Newton, who would have been a big distraction as a backup quarterback. And now they'll bring a guy in. I don't know who, but it'll be some. Isn't it Hoyer that's there, though? Um, uh, I, I Stidham's on the, on the, but I think he got oh, surgery right. or something. So, uh, I, don't I think know. Hoyer's they're gonna, there. They're going to bring in someone today. Wasn't the, uh, 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 I thought Hoyer was getting cut. doesn't matter. The Patriots will go with Brian Hoyer as the backup quarterback. This is CBS yesterday. I don't know if this was, you know, this might not be up to date, but it looks yeah, like Hoyer he was survived on. again. I know. He's, he's, he's made like $30 million. <laughs> yes. He's like, the, he's like when, a cockroach. When he starts, he stinks, but he's, that's exactly, the point is, you're making my point. He's, he's a backup. That's what he is. He, he just does what that backups are supposed to do. Keeps his head down. You know, keeps his mouth shut, goes to the meetings, and waits for the starter to get hurt. That's it. That's the job. And I don't think Belichick thought Cam Newton was up for that job. Yeah. But anyway, we got other things to get to. But I'm not going to do that today because uh, you can do the Boston Marathon. Oh, you can say it if you want. They're apologizing for scheduling the race on Indigenous People's Day because the race goes through Indigenous People's land. Can you explain to me? I think every land is. Is indigenous there a race land. anywhere in America that doesn't go to indigenous people's land? I can't imagine. But we talked about this before too, where yeah, but we also do football games and basketball games on Christmas and stuff. Right. I mean, yeah, every N- holiday. NBA plays like five games on Christmas Day. Yeah, the NBA always plays on Easter. You know, NFL plays on Thanksgiving. Why is Indigenous People's Day this stupid made-up holiday that we just invented a year ago? Yeah. Why is that sacred? The marathon has been run on Patriots Day. Every right. year, every single year, it's on Patriots Day. Why, A, who cares about having an event on a holiday? No one cares. And B, why is Indigenous People's Day it's a good way to, more sacred than Christmas or Easter or, or, or Patriots well, Day? Well, it's a good way to get people to, you know, yeah, particularly but, to watch it or to participate right. if, if it's a national holiday or something. And yeah, and if it's a work day, guess what? There are cars on the road. You create this massive disruption and traffic jam, but that just shows you how friggin' woke and... Crazy people. Three people complained. Apologizing. And that it's on Marathon, Indigenous People's Day. So they're going to have special 
like awards for indigenous runners. <laughs> no, oh. but the Boston Marathon has gone super woke. No surprise there. But uh, can you imagine getting one of those awards? I feel so like don't uh, don't do. Uh, I feel just, so unaccomplished. It's just, it's just that absurd. But yeah. uh, we, we won't even uh, get, go any further on okay. that. We will leave that there. All right. Thanks to everybody for watching, for listening, for uh, commenting. Thanks to uh, interns Graham and Bailey. Yeah. Sounds like a like a circus team. It the is. Graham and they Bailey do Circus. Too. Yeah, they do it. Um, Graham and Bailey, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Yeah. Uh, good job on the promos, guys. Good job by you, Carano. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.